Welcome everyone to the BW Fan, the ultimate pro wrestling podcast created by the fans for the fans. This is episode 109. I'm your host, collector, barber, musician, and most importantly, a professional wrestling podcaster, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast and losing ass Steelers fan. God, we suck. Booker Andy. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, as you will notice, our uh, partner in crime, the no-selling indie fan wrestling. I can't even ever say that right. I, I don't know how he says it right. The no-selling indie know wrestling it. fan. Don't know it. Jeremy. And football lover. And football lover. <laughs> He's under the weather tonight. It's that time of the year. We're in the cold months. Everybody's getting sick right now. We're going to let Jeremy well, your rest. Your household just had sick, so. Yeah, well, dude, yeah, it can't. I think I'm a carrier. I think we've we've discussed. I, I don't I really get sick too. that much. No, I'm feeling yeah. fine. I was just over there, so. Um, but uh, so yeah, we're gonna let Jeremy relax tonight, get himself back together, <laughs> and then we will see him next week. But the show will go on, and Andy and I are here to give you your hundred and ninth episode of the PW Fan. Today we will be d- discussing CM Punk's return promo on Raw. The Continental Classic continuing, Randy Orton's contract signing, and more. And of course, like I always say, stick around to the end of the show so we can talk about the Classic Show of the Week. If you're not familiar, the Classic Show of the Week is a old wrestling pay-per-view. I would say 99% of the time it's a pay-per-view, sometimes a TV special. But uh, a wrestling pay-per-view from the past that we recommend and, uh, you know, we... uh, it's it's my personal choice, and uh, I I feel like I only pick the cream of the crop. Hey, sometimes uh, you've picked out like a Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, sometimes that's you've what I'm just saying. picked out a special you know, TV. 99 percent of the time, it's a pay per view, but we throw in some curveballs every now and then. Uh, before we actually start episode 109, go to youtube.com backslash the PW fan so you can comment, like, subscribe, and watch along. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, it helps us get us on the YouTube homepage and uh, in the recommended pages. So thank you all so much for doing that. For all of the social media, you just want to look up at the PW fan. If you're a big fan of the show and you want to support us, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW fan where uh, you know we got tons of different designs. We're going to put up some more this year. Thank you all for the continued support. But Booker Andy, that's all the intro stuff. This is episode 109. Take it away, my man. So this week, uh, WWE-wise, was the, you could say, fallout of uh, Survivor Series, mm-hmm. um, starting with the Raw... I guess Survivor Series was on a Saturday, right? So this is two days later. Uh, Raw opened up one, I noticed right away, a new theme song. Now, I haven't liked a Raw theme song since like 2002, but I digress. There is a new Raw theme song. Um, And then Raw opened up with uh, a returning Randy Orton. We talked about it last week. He returned at War Games. So Randy Orton kicked off the show. At this time, he uh, was considered a free agent. He is not anymore, and we'll get into that later. Um, but pretty much, he cut. He seemed happy to be back, looking great. Um, I did read, and I'm pretty sure it's out there because at the, when he was leaving Survivor Series, he threw up a ten. He predicts or wants to wrestle for at least ten more years. 
So he'll be like mid fifties then. I think that's a good time to call it quits. Well, and um, I, just to add in, you know, a little something, something, something that you, Jeremy, and I talked about in the group chat is, you know, you got a guy like Randy Orton who is in his forties and he's, uh, you know, talking about winding down in the next ten years, and then you got a guy like Damian Priest who he's been around a while, but in mainstream success, you know, him and LA Knight and a couple other guys, it feels like their careers in a weird way are just starting and they're like just as old as him. So I, I find that very fascinating. Yeah, Balor's in his forties too, right? AJ, Balor, Damian Priest. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, guys. I, I think AJ's towards the end. Well, I think yeah. he said this was his last contract he would sign. But, uh, but like, you know, guys like Damian Priest in particular, just because, I mean, there were other guys I can think of, like uh, Batista got his career started a little later when he was at Evolution. Rock's he in was, his 40s, but the way he wrestles, he could probably sp- spread it out. It feels like a lot of those guys are a lot older just because they've been doing it since they were literally kids. Like, when I'm 33, if someone tells me they're 21, 22, it's not their fault. But I almost look at them like, dude, you're like a kid. So it's, like, weird that they've been, like, doing it that long, you know? Well, if you do the math, Brock Lesnar became the youngest champion at the time at 26 in, what, 02? Uh, yes, it was 02 he beat The Rock. And he was twenty. Um, he was twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, so that makes sense. So, and then um, Orton. And I then Orton. Just Googled. Is it Orton? Twenty four. It was twenty four. Then Orton was twenty three. Yeah. Damn, that's or, crazy. Dude. Or Orton beat Brock's whatever it was. Yeah, but still, either, uh, his, I mean, dude. I mean, you're basically either still in college or just graduated at that point. Like that's crazy. I mean, Brock's forty six right now. Yeah. So that's what Google's showing me. Um, so, yeah, Randy, Randy's saying, apparently, that he's going to be there for 10 more years, which is, I mean, the guy's never even hinted at wanting to go anywhere else but WWE. He used to talk shit about indie wrestlers and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I always like when I hear, because uh, I was watching the This Is Awesome show, and they were talking about greatest villains, and then someone's like, yeah, JBL once said, if you were to design to de- design a wrestler in a factory, it would be Randy Orton. Yeah, I always thought that's a that's a cool comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Randy's out there uh, talks about how how he has unfinished business with the Bloodline, including Jey Uso, who's on Raw, and then Rhea Ripley would come out. Uh, she said that the Judgment Day had taken over WWE while Randy's been gone the last eighteen months, and uh, Randy Orton. I remember basically ended the segment with you know while he was on the shelf he heard mommy this mommy that he said well daddy's back and then the crowd's changing daddy's back i don't think we're fans of this of him saying that right. <laughs> i think i talked to you i don't the think d- daddy's back is fine for the Rhea thing for one time but, but when we get into out- it later and he that's become that's going to become his thing now and now there's a t-shirt that says it on WWE shop who's oh, wearing really that? oh that's awful who who is wearing that didn't roman have something Look, like wrestling shirts in general weird like, wrestling shirts in general are like kind of hard to wear like in in public sometimes just depending on what they Unless are. it was like a Hardy Boys shirt where it was like their symbol. Like that was I would rather like wear like Daddy's back on the back of my shirt. I would rather wear the Attila shirt that says suck a fuck on the back than wearing a shirt that says Daddy's back. Oh my god. 
Um, I remember <laughs> Roman Reigns at one point. You might have, uh, you might have forgotten about it. Didn't he have a shirt that had the word "daddy" on it, like "acknowledge daddy" or like? It was something weird. No one called him Roman Reigns. Daddy. Like I don't like it. It's weird. Stop it. All right. Yeah, there is a daddy shirt. Daddy's back shirt. Oh, that's awful. Uh, Okay. It's like like literally a black shirt that says like RKO or something at the back just says daddy's back. It's terrible. The only time that was like even something close to it. uh, Yeah, yeah. It was called Acknowledge uh, Your Daddy or something was Roman's shirt. The only time that anything like that was fine was Eddie Guerrero's I'm Your Poppy. Yeah, it was like, the only time, and even that, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that, like I could rock the "I'm Your Poppy" shirt solely because rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero, and I'm forever a fan. Is it my favorite Eddie Guerrero shirt? No, not, like not even no, close. Not at all. The best one is the Scarface one. Oh yeah, Un- unquestioned. Which you and me both own. Bar none. Um, okay, as they Moving say in the forward. wrestling business. Bar none. So yeah. The crowd started chanting, who's your daddy? That's going to become a thing now, if you know how wrestling crowds work. Um, All right, we had a tag team turmoil match to find new number one contenders for the Judgment Day's Undisputed Tag Team titles. It consisted of DIY, Alpha Academy, uh, Indus, Sure, and Tim, if you don't remember, or people don't remember because they haven't been on TV in a little bit, that is Jinder Mahal's group that he's like managing okay um honestly dude guys that came up from nxt i like ginger mahal i like seeing ginger on tv you go back to the early days of the show i was always a ginger supporter uh so uh, i'm cool with this (laughs) he doesn't do island of your own he doesn't do anything wrong people don't like him for no reason he's in great shape he works really hard he's been around a long time it's like there's nothing about him that's like Oh, I don't like this. Well, guy. he's it's a heel. Guy. You shouldn't like him anyway. No, but I'm talking about like people being like not like respecting him. Like there's literally nothing. He's it's like uh, I compare him to like uh, like a Nickelback or like Creed. Like people just choose to be like, oh, I don't oh. like I don't like that guy. And you're like, why? And you're like, yeah. you're like, well, tell me what you don't like about him. Until like, oh, you I get just, smart. They're like, I just don't like it. And you're like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I said Indu Sheer, uh, the Creed brothers, if you all remember, they've come up from NXT. They're the two brothers that are amateur wrestlers. The New Day and Imperium. Well, the Creed brothers would end up winning the match and win a shot at the Undisputed WWE Tag Team titles, which might be on tonight's Raw as we're recording. So tune in next week and we'll we'll talk about that. Um, Cody Rhodes came out to the ring he would declare himself the first person uh to enter the royal rumble now i know people probably won't punk the win if you're a punk fan i'm pretty sure i'm not pressed it came out a while ago a while ago that i I think punk fans like they had the winner decided already yeah but that's the thing like a punk fan like myself i'm hardcore dude like i don't like if he wins the rumble cool i'm just happy he's there I don't care if he wins or not. Even if he's in the rumble and gets dumped in like the first twenty minutes or whatever, like I'm like, it's just cool that he's CM Punk's there. 
Like you're gonna have there. another Daniel Bryan fiasco on your hand if he gets dumped that quick. Oh, what's gonna happen? Is he uh, is he gonna tell the discipline committee that he should be fired? <laughs> All right. Anyway, no, I'm talking about the crowd. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about the crowd. I know. Oh. Movie, moving on. Um, <laughs> but could Cody win two years in a row? Adrenaline in my soul. Did you know my dad booking? was Dusty Rhodes? Do you think that'd be bad booking? He wouldn't be the first guy. There's other people that have won it twice. Or, or is a way to get him there because he is a Raw superstar and he wants to go for Roman SmackDown championship. You got to get him to SmackDown if that's where you're going. Part of me feels like at this point, we've gone this long. Cody's got to dethrone Roman at Mania. You got to just finish this. But you got to make him enter like number one or something. You got to make him fight for it instead of coming in at 30 this time. Got to make him earn it in this rumble. Mm. His father did say when he was younger. um, Our times (laughs) build better, man. (laughs) Um. Take so it during, anyway, we're still on Cody. Right. During, during Cody's uh, promo, um, Nakamura would end up doing a like a his videos that pop up on the Titantron. Um, and it looks like he's eyeing Cody as uh, his next his next victim. Um, Shinsuke would pop in the ring though. And uh, you would end up missing Cody. So it looks like we're getting a Cody Nakamura program. I don't know if that's who Nakamura was waiting for or if they just had no, the writers had no idea what to do with Nakamura. And they're like, we'll just tease something until we figure it out. Because hmm. um, remember, for a while, we thought maybe Punk's who he's waiting for. Um, if you remember, Tim, Seth Rollins came out. Uh, oh, I know he was in the a, middle of the night. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Janice's name. <laughs> nice impression. Yeah, he came out to give a promo, but before he could say too much, uh, the crowd really started felt to like see him. I started the impression, and then I kind of felt like it was a little Cartman. Like a little Cartman. He's a dude. Seriously, Janice's fucking name. All right, anyway. <laughs> Didn't take long for the crowd to start chanting CM Punk. Uh, Seth called Punk a hypocrite and said he didn't want to spend a single second talking about him. And he told the crowd, like you said, let it out, let it out. Um, As he began to discuss who his next challenger would be, Drew McIntyre would come down to the ring um, and said that he needs to get his focus back after losing at War Games, and the only way to do that is to go for Rollins' title once again. But Rollins would uh, reveal to him that He's giving Jay Uso a title shot, which the, this did not go over well with Drew, who would end up headbutting Rollins um, and then make his way to the back. Randy Orton would have his first match back against Dominic Mysterio, and he would he would defeat him, of course. I mean, there would be a big issue if, if Randy Orton did not win his first match back about, uh, over Dominic Mysterio. And I, then... I, I actually it, thought they, these guys for... What the time they were given and there's TV match like pretty good and Dominic like I could hear him or not hear him but I could see him calling spots to Orton and you know traditionally 
I was thinking this in my head, at least. Traditionally, well, didn't you say the heel traditionally? Traditionally, the heel calls the match, and Orton or Vet. But I'm wondering because I saw Dominic talking a lot, which you know that's good. Not good. He should probably hide that a little bit better. Be but, good uh, practice for Dominic if Orton let him. But part of me was like wondering if Orton was like, "Hey, you're doing this one," because I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think we've talked about before how much. I hate to give Dom props sometimes, <laughs> but um, I've turned to yeah, leave. No. Let me. Would I ever rock a Dom shirt? Absolutely not. But Never, do I, am I not. am I team Dom now? I'm, I'm on. I'm team Dom. You won't even get a, his fig yet, at least yet. No, he's got a long way to go before he earns a spot on the shelf. Honestly, also, I'm not a fan of the face of his fig. There's there's a couple guys on the shelf that I'm like. Y'all's gots to go. He, he didn't hold All up. Right. Uh, this next part, though, Tim, I'm going to pass to you. I want your thoughts. CM Punk ended the show with a return promo uh, back, his first promo back, WWE, first time on Raw in almost 10 years. Um, give me your thoughts. Talk about what he said. Talk about people hating what he said. Uh, we found out later why he didn't mention certain, why he couldn't mention certain things. So I'm, I'm gonna pass this over to you, man. Um, segment start to finish. What do you remember? So there's a lot of stuff going on. He comes out. He looks very happy. He kind of did this like, here I am, and he like put his arms out and like people gave him pretty good reaction. Obviously, they're not in Chicago, so the reaction is not going to be as visceral. Uh, and he starts cutting the I'm back promo, which we've all been waiting now, for. Now, what did he start with? It was, uh, I guess, Hell's Frozen. Paying homage to Rick, or to, Bre- yeah. to Bret Hart. Well, I guess Hell's Bret Hart returned. Yeah. He said, it looks like, yep. Um, then he made a hockey joke. Uh, he talked about people, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said he changed, and he was at home. Or you, you know, he... Are you, do you want to do the segment? I mean, if you just want to like cover nope. it. Nope. <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry. I'm just looking at my notes. <laughs> um, the uh, Yeah, so he said there are a couple things here. Some of the promo was a bit of a rehash of the original uh, Return to AEW promo. Uh, so I, I do think the original promo... Uh, from the first dance was more visceral and definitely like a more genuine feeling kind of thing. Uh, but I think like for apparently the, you know, him getting signed and everything short notice he's back. And uh, I think they, they're planting some seeds for a couple things. He said that, uh, you know, everybody, everybody's treated him great in the back and everybody was happy to see him. And then he said, well, almost everybody. So and then he did mention that he had to leave because a wise man once told him that in order to get everything he needed out of the WWE, that he had to leave and then come back. And he's like, I hate to say that wise man was right. And We all know that the person who goes by wise man is Paul Heyman. So I'm sure at some point that will come into play. Um, Dude, I hope. But I, here's the thing. I think over the last few years, he, like we all have, right? Like we've all been maybe like 
in a relationship or had an experience with a job that, you know, even after it's over, anytime someone brings it up, you're like, oh, yeah, fuck, you know, screw that person or screw that, you know, job or like, I don't like that guy or whatever. And I, it's not out of the question to say that, like, you could eventually change your mind. I think one of the big sources of the contention with uh, Punk and WWE was Vince McMahon. And even though Vince is probably still a little bit involved to a degree, who knows at this point, there's all kinds of rumors that he sold stock and stuff. But um, I think that Vince isn't there for the most part. And sometimes it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And uh, if he feels like that maybe AEW did him even more dirty than WWE did, it's like, hey, well, maybe this place isn't as bad as I thought. Like, I I get what people are saying. There's a lot of opinions like he said this and, you know, he's the anti-hero and blah, blah, blah. But it's at the same alternative. It's like, okay. He got fired from AEW, right? So it's that's not going to happen. He's not coming back there. Should he just not ever wrestle again? Is that what you're, you just don't want to see him? And if that's the case, that's fine. But people are like mad that, you know, he's like saying that he was home and stuff. But uh, I think one of the reasons he had to do that, and Andy, you were alluding to it earlier. There was a couple other things going on. He is legally not allowed to talk about the AEW situation, nor so is, we've read. So we've read. Uh, nor is uh, Tony Khan allegedly not allowed to talk about CM Punk. So, no matter who asks those questions, you know whether it's a media scrum or whatever or a promo, they can't they can't talk about it. So, people that want to see him be like i was in this other place that was bullshit like do i think that would be awesome i mean yeah that would be hilarious but it's not gonna happen he can't do it so the alternative is act like it never happened act like it never happened just move on with your life and i'm happy to see cm punk back in wwe hopefully it goes well no more drama he probably knows that like that can't happen anymore at this point, especially. And uh, we just move on from here. And I just want to watch good wrestling. I want to see those, you know, there was tons of feuds in the AEW that we didn't get that were the quote unquote fantasy matches. We're not, we're never going to get them. Like, you know, Kenny Omega versus CM Punk is like, blah, blah, blah. It's not, it's not going to happen at least anytime soon. So he's back in WWE. We're going to get some Punk and Rollins, maybe Punk and Roman, Let's enjoy the fantasy matches that we do get. If you're a punk, punk fan, and if AJ. Punk and AJ, if they can do business and who knows, but uh and if you don't like punk, then 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 yeah, it's like like any other wrestler. Yeah, you know, if he's not your thing, he's or not. Just your root thing. for the guy that he's going up yeah, against. It's no big deal. <laughs> just really hope this guy whoops punk. Um you know, I remember kind of his early days in AEW during the feud with Max, he told him, he's like, if you think the grass is so much greener, you know, yeah, I think Punk... That's the one that everybody... I think Punk realized, though, later that, oh, 
actually the grass is greener on the other side based on what 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 was what have I been saying like structure and just more professional and business wise like is the WWE compared to like AEW uh you know I don't want to I'll to quote Brian last and I'll simplify I just it. I don't think what happened backstage at AEW will happen at WWE I don't, but it's like maybe you're in a place, right? And then you realize you're like, wow, we can do whatever we want. This is awesome. And it's probably awesome for a while, right? Like, you're like, this is dope. And then you look around and then you're like, man, this is just a mess because there's no structure and nobody is the boss and nobody's taking control of behind-the-scenes issues or problems. So, with that being said, sometimes you might think, hey, the the more corporate, structured environment with somebody who actually lays the hammer down might not sound so bad when... It's kind of like when, like... If you're serious about making money, yeah, but you the, go to the no, top but like, company. But like, but, like, beyond that, like, I, st- I really think it just comes down to, like, anything. Like, you know, people get a job or something where they can just do whatever they want. And it's just, you're like, this is dope. And then all of a sudden, you know, so-and-so is not holding up their end of the weight. But then no one cares because, like, there's no, you know, you can just do whatever you want. So, like, after but a while. Say, he's like, I feel like I'm on the indies again. <laughs> Talking about AEW. Man. <laughs> Yeah, and with that, sometimes there's drama. So maybe well, the, talk the, about maybe we, the 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 sorry, devil. Sorry. Maybe sometimes the devil you know is maybe uh, better than the devil you don't. You know. Well, you didn't mention how Punk ended the promo, how it went off TV. What he well, said. he said, "I'm back," and then he, without the microphone, he looked straight into the hard cam, uh, the guy, uh, uh, hand cam, and said, "I'm back." I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. So he's telling Which you is now. Also so now something now, that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash said at one point, basically. He's like, well, I got friends. So let's make some I'd money. Like, I'd like the money. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm excited. What's the what's to come with him? And and Scott Hall used to also say, and I don't know if he's the originator of the quote, but it's a it's a pro wrestling term or not a term, but a quote. It's not show friends. It's show business. <laughs> yeah, he's right. I mean, what do I know? I'm not in the business, but I feel like he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Hall recipe was always Scott right. Hall. Recipe Scott Hall. Scott Hall was always right. So we'll just have to see. We'll see if he lasts the six months that people say he won't. You know? And if he doesn't, I think there's no other chances. I think he's used them all up. And if he does, Ryback retires. So it's like kind of a win-win, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I did read, like... I don't know how true this is. It said his first feud will be a test of of how he'll be like 
His first feud is going to be like, with Tess? Basically, no, it'll be a test for him. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't yeah, think that's... Recipes test. I don't think that's possible. I'm sorry. I thought you were the prince from Saudi Arabia asking Andre the Giant and Macho to come over. The articles on Ringside News says, WWE may test CM Punk's changed behavior with first major feud upon return. How do you do that, though? How do you test it? Do you test it by making him lose? No, you're testing it by putting him with someone that you know that he has weird tension with. So it's like, okay, if he actually doesn't like this guy and this guy doesn't like him, but they do a good program and draw money. All right. So if he has a little disagreement or spat with some whatever, then it's not that big of a deal. Uncle Dave said, I think he has to do something to prove to everyone that he can do business. Uh, I'm sure he will because can we, he has to. Can we just, dis- just can we just dis- put up with that? Can we just discredit Uncle Dave? Nothing he said has been right in like the last like two years. So like I know almost everything this is that, his hunch. Everything that he says has almost been wrong. So yeah, he was like, "Punk's not coming back to WWE." They were not interested. It's not happening. Okay. <laughs> like okay. Okay, pal. Uh, yes, let's move on. Let's get into AEW since we were talking about AEW. And again, I feel like we. I know, I know, we go hard sometimes on AEW. We we like AEW. I'm mad. I get angry. AEW's like, I feel like it's like you know you have the sun, the sun, who has all this potential, and he's just like, you're like, why, why are you doing this? Come on, you blew it. Yeah, you, you had do, it out. You blew. You can do better. I know you can. I believe in you. It's a love. It's a love motivation thing. It's not. I want to see them do bad. Tough love. Because we know they're listening. It just feels. Yeah, um, all right, dynamite fans of the show. Uh, so, but no. In all seriousness, look. This is not. You know, especially without Jeremy being here, because I, I like to keep things fair. This is not a trash AEW thing. Jeremy balances it out. It just sometimes when you watch the show, it feels let's take away all the comedy and like us joking around. Sometimes when you watch the show, it feels disorganized. And I think the flow of the show sometimes feels weird when you have something dead serious happening in one segment and then something like silly in the next. And I get WWE does that, too. I just kind of feel like they do it better and on a bigger budget. So if you're going to do stupid shit, at least it looks good. You know, like I, I don't know what I don't know what else to say about that. But I just feel like if they went straight like serious the whole time, that might be better than trying to do like funny stuff. I mean, there look, it could just not be for us. 100% of the time. Yeah. There are people that love everything they do. Some people love comedy wrestling. And those people also don't like WWE. Some people, There's people that won't watch WWE yeah. if you look at the comments. It's, some people like comedy wrestling and like some people like funny segments. Some other people are of the belief. There's an old phrase that says Tell funny. Tell me a story, brother. No. It's an old phrase that says funny doesn't equal money. So it depends on the mentality of of what you like and like what you are, you know. Different strokes for different folks, as they say. You know what happened to all the funny people in WWE? They chased the twenty four seven title. That's what happens to the funny people. I mean, I think you can. I think you. 
I think to be funny, you have to be taken serious as a as a fucking killer badass first. For instance, Mick Foley, he comes in, he's Cactus Jack, and then he comes in WWE and he does Mankind. He's like a psycho. He's doing hardcore matches with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. And then later on, he starts doing funny stuff with like The Rock and Vince McMahon. Kurt Angle comes in. He's a heel. People already take him serious because he's an Olympic gold medalist. So it's like you can't like argue that he has some good matches. And then he has a weird trajectory because he was he came in. He was like serious. Then he was like kind of funny right away. Then he was serious. Then he went back to like really funny, like when he was wearing like the cowboy hat uh, with like Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. Is that Perk Angle? No. The be- the beginnings of Perk Angle? No, the beginnings was uh in uh in TNA. That's yeah. Or uh ECW. EC- ECW Kurt. When he wore the Well, I mean shirt. he he got he got fired. Oh, oh, ECW revamp. Yeah, your timeline's like all over the place for Kurt, bro. Dude, I'm I'm You gotta you gotta you gotta relearn There's your a lot Kurt. of errors I missed. Yeah, you gotta relearn your Kurt. <laughs> I do. I do remember that he was in teen. He was out of WWE longer than he was ever in it. I do Look, know long that. Long story short, he comes in. He's doing the Olympic thing. He has a feud with The Rock. He's kind of floundering for a little bit. He has the feud with Edge. He shaves his head. He becomes like he has like feuds with Brock. And then after all that stuff. He becomes. He goes to ECW and he starts doing like a serious character, like the wrestling machine character. He's wearing a. This is a really rough synopsis. There might be some Kurt Angle super fans. I was listening. gonna say you missed his like triple threats with Triple H and like. Yeah, that's during the whole like rock. he he had hair and like he's the Olympic guy. That's that era I'm talking about. I'm giving you like the quick the quick version. And then he goes to TNA and he's like doing fucking backflips and front flips off shit and like. <laughs> Doing a moonsault off the cage, like being crazy. Yeah, all the memes that you see online. Yeah, but I'll even I'll even say someone someone more recent, and then I'll I'll move on. All the backstage stuff when I kind of liked him, Riddle, and then he would flip a switch, and in the ring he would be like a killer. He'd play like the dumb stoner in the back. He would, but then play- he'd get in the ring, and you could take him seriously. He would play the dumb stoner, and then it real. Then it was like, turns out, like he actually was one. So like the <laughs> acting, he didn't even have to act. They were like, just be you, just talk. And he was like, I yeah. got this. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get into dynamite finally. And I smoke weed. Um, if you're one of those pe- if you're one of those um, people that smoke weed, and you're like. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, I probably smoke way more weed than you, and like, you you don't need to talk like that. That is not real. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that's because they're doing more than just smoking weed. Well, that's probably it. But like, I, I like even when people are stoned and they're little like, bit of acid, like, a little bit of like, dude. I'm so stoned right now. I'm like, dude, that is not real. Like, stop. All right, back to wrestling. Um, as Tim said, uh, we're going to get into the Continental Classic that continued this week. Um, the opening match of Dynamite, 
It was from the Gold League. It was John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. John Moxley would end up uh, winning. It was announced that Sting's retirement match is going to be at Revolution, which we knew, but it's going to be at Greensboro Coliseum in North in Greensboro. It's Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina, right? Yes, legendary wrestling venue, uh, big hub for Jim Cracker promotions in the NWA, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, uh, just like Chicago and Baltimore and New York, uh, big, big wrestling town. Uh, it, I just talked to a guy from North Carolina the other day who even told me that he, he's not a wrestling guy, or he was when he was a kid, but not anymore. Uh, but he said even back then it's flair country boy he's like but everybody in the area apparently thought it was weird that they go to greensboro but there's something about that that coliseum that they that they like so and i it's think a, it's it's, a, uh, it's the history, a historic but, place yeah it's like madison square Garden, especially for nwa which turned into wcw yeah um continuing with the continental classic mark briscoe defeat uh or mark briscoe Face Roosh from the Gold League. Uh, Roosh would end up beating him. Then we had a in-ring sem- segment with MJF, who cut a promo about his upcoming AEW World Championship match uh, with Samoa Joe at World's End pay-per-view, which is the new pay-per-view this year uh, for AEW. Instead of uh, talking badly about Samoa Joe, he put him over. As a, a revolutionary who, you know, paved the way for your uh, your atypical, you know, looking wrestler. You know, he didn't fit the mold. Um, and he, he credited Samojo for proving alternatives could exist and not go the route of, say, straight to WWE. Um, so just being one of the pioneers... And despite his hip and shoulder injuries, he he vowed to go to Long Island and defend his title. Um, It wasn't long after this that some masked assailants, who I guess are working with the devil, who we still don't know nor have a hint of. It's Jungle Boy. Who could? Is it Jungle Boy or Britt Baker, Tim? Glenn, or uh, sorry, Glenn. Uh, (laughs) uh, Fucking. Jesse. No, it, it no no, and it's not Jesse. It is Glenn. Oh, uh, uh, Jesse and Glenn are both my. They're dude. They're like both the best guys ever. They both have gigantic beards and slick back hair. So like, I'm not saying that they like look alike, but they they look alike. Actually, one time they were in the shop at the same time, and like, I think they'll remember this if they're listening. They kind of like both gave each other like the head nod, like yes. <laughs> but uh they were both at the uh the Fallbright show when we played at the uh at the convention. Yeah, I remember now. But uh yeah, no, Glenn, I love those both of those guys. Thank you all so much for just being the best. But um you know, Glenn, you know, I love you, buddy. Brute Baker, it could be. Because the women's division Why isn't like she attacking said, the women's? Why isn't she attacking the women's? We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh <laughs> Um, but Samoa would come out to make the save and help MJF from getting attacked more by the uh, the masked men. Um, moving along, we had uh, Christian Cage responding to Adam Copeland from the week before. 
and I believe there was security in the ring. Um, he attempted to to sweet talk Adam, uh, taking him on a journey through their history together, and trying to convince him to reunite with him one last time for Adam's late mother. And this got under Adam's oh, skin a little bit. I mean, obviously, so they, obviously that I obviously Edge was like, I'm cool with this. And yes, I yeah, am going to yeah. call him Edge because fuck you. It is Edge. I don't care. what I, I'm not going to call him Adam. Um, But so he he responded to this with a low blow and uh, they did not bleep this out. I don't know if it was for a good reason or not, but he said, oh, yeah, one more thing. Go fuck yourself, which is reminiscent of what Christian said to him. But I guess they're trying to be edgy and not bleep it. I don't know. Tony, do you want to get thrown off the air? Is this what you want? <laughs> Is this what you want, damn it? Um, and then to wrap up the show, we had a good match. I like both guys. Another Continental Classic match, Jay White versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, winner was Swerve. Poor Jay White can uh, is not, not winning lately. Not since MJF. I am... Oh, man. I... There's so many people in AEW that I feel like could be booked awesome, and there's just not a lot happening. Not a lot. No, let go of the you blew it thing. I'm talking strictly like just the booking. Like there's all these great talent. I'm not a big fan of what's going on. Eddie Kingston's been losing like every match. For, during this Continental Classic, and it's for his combined titles. I don't know what that says, but I hope that they're telling a story and they're going to get somewhere with it. I don't know. What do I know? I mean, uh, we're, we're just a I bunch of I don't, we're just I don't a bunch of marks. Anymore. Yeah, I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, Tim Tim made a purchase to become the biggest mark today. Um, maybe we'll get into that another time when it actually comes in. <laughs> Maybe he'll show it on on the pod. Um. All right. So that wraps up Dynamite. Let's get into SmackDown, uh, where Bianca Belair would open up the show and uh, basically say that she's not done with Damage Control. Still, uh, she calls out EO and Damage Control, telling uh, them that the issues between them aren't over. Uh, with the heels being out there, though, Charlotte Flair and Shotzi would come out, um, which concluded with Sh- Shotzi and Charlotte and Bianca standing tall. I would think after something like War Games, this wouldn't continue, but apparently it is. Uh, Bailey was not with them, though, and this you know, furthered the idea that we've talked about that we think she's on her way out of damage control. Um, yeah, you, gotta, you took too long of a it pause. it turns out she wasn't You're out gonna- there because... You're going to make the casual listener think that she's on her way out of the company. She's on her way out. Way out of damage control. This is how you said it. You were like, she's on her way out of damage control. (laughs) My bad, guys. I think she's on her way out of damage control, uh, considering that the reason why she wasn't out there is because no one told her when they were heading to the ring. 
Um, so we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. Logan Paul ended up having a segment on uh, on SmackDown uh, returning, and he announced that there is going to be a tor- tournament for uh, to determine the next challenger for his United States Championship. Uh, the tournament's going to include Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, Karrion Cross, Bobby Lashley, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, and an unnamed star from NXT who many believe is Carmelo Hayes, uh, former NXT, two-time NXT champion, and then uh, Kevin Owens. I did see... And that... was it, Were you going to say something? I was, actually. Um, I... <laughs> I did see uh, that a man jumped the barricade in Delaware at a house show. At a live event. And a, and a in Newark, Delaware. Grayson. He jumped the barricade after Grayson Waller talked shit to him at a live event. The guy jumped the jumped the barrier, but he didn't even get anywhere close to him before getting taken down and thrown back over. At the house That's show. real heat, brother. It's old school heat. Is it? Yeah, at a house show. Non-televised. So obviously didn't do it for attention. He was like, he was probably like, oh shit. <laughs> when did Grayson Waller call him an incel or something? Like, he said, no um, one, no one will ever take a pill for the Grayson Waller effect. Once you have it, it's for life like an std anyway oh my god <laughs> gonna get that grayson waller rub um no Kevin you don't Owens you don't want to rest- you don't want to rub because then you'll get it <laughs> <laughs> if you rub then you'll get the grayson waller effect no one wants that during this during this promo segment though with logan paul kevin owens would interrupt followed by grayson waller um which they had a advertised match to be next Owens would win, but um, I found out today for storyline purposes, quote unquote, he would break his hand. And I believe that was due to play on the whole, oh, he can't punch Theory and Waller in the face anymore kind of thing. Because that's been kind of the gimmick lately. Is he talks about loving punching them in the face and, and stuff, so. Well, someone told him backstage, they're like, dude, you got to stop touching Grayson Waller because the more you do, the risk of getting. And he's like, well, can I rub him? No, the, the closer you get to him, you're <laughs> taking the risk of getting contracting the Grayson Waller effect. No, no one wants that. Uh, Grayson Waller is Tim's favorite wrestler right now on the current. Roster. Make sure you use protection. When you're around, um, <laughs> um, I will say some of the quotes though during this segment. Kevin Owens said he found out about Logan Paul years ago on Vine, and he said it took me only only took me six seconds to figure out that you were an insufferable jackass. To where Paul would respond, six seconds is five more than I need to KO you. Um, I say Kevin Owens though is gonna win this tournament. And face uh, Logan Paul. They kind of have teased with face downs backstage over the past couple of weeks. So I think Booker Andy's booking it. That's where it's headed. Um, and the main segment 
to the show. Let's talk about it. Randy Orton had to pick which contract to sign. Both Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis were out in the ring trying to convince Randy Orton to sign with either Raw or SmackDown. Um, Adam Pierce was offering to give Randy Orton uh, the winner of Jey Uso and Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight title, while Nick Aldis offered Randy a chance to get back at the bloodline. Paul Heyman would then come out, and he would have some words with Randy Orton. Um, he said the bloodline is going to make the decision for you. Um, I believe LA Knight was mentioned, um, and um, I should backtrack here, actually. After Paul Heyman was done talking, Jimmy and Solo would start attacking. LA Knight would then come out and help Randy Orton. Randy Orton would RKO. Um, Jimmy Uso, Randy would get back on the mic and he said, this is what Tim was alluding to earlier. He said, you can call Roman Reigns and tell him daddy's back. No, I I don't. It works for the Rhea thing. I don't like this. Oh, I should also mention that uh, after signing with SmackDown, because I didn't say which one he chose, he would end up RKOing Nick Aldis just just for the hell of it. So Nick Aldis took a little bump, bumpy bump in the ring, and that would wrap up SmackDown quickly. Let's talk about Rampage, and the only thing I have to talk about is the Sting and uh, Ric Flair promo that apparently was edited because Ric Flair told... Girls 18 to something, uh, single ladies. He said, forget about your husbands and boyfriends, basically. And uh, told him to get in the rig or something. What was it, Tim? He said... You uh, you were like, it wasn't that bad. Look, the dudes... Oh, my God. You're like, like, it's Rick. (laughs) No, but... uh, I don't know really know how to say this here. What he said isn't legally, it isn't legal. He said women 18 to 46 or something. I can't remember what it was that they can come, see, they can come see him at the Marriott or whatever. And I mean, technically that's legal age. Now the dude's 70 something years old. Is it weird or is it a little creepy? Yes, but like people are like trying to cancel him, and I'm like, I mean, it's Ric Flair. That's kind of like his thing, you know? Okay, well, I, I I guess this is why. Um, okay, so he landed himself with hot water. Uh, over where the where, where are you getting where are you getting this promo. from? Let's give proper credit. Well, this is this is just someone tweeting what was said, and then I'll talk about. It's just someone that quoted it. Uh, but basically, Flair invited all the women in the audience from ages 18 to 28 to meet him in his hotel room. No boyfriends or husbands. Um, it says, while this line is... A, this is now I'm reading off of Amazon.com. While the line is expected to be cut from the broadcast prior to Friday night's episode, it hasn't stopped many on social media for condemning the remarks given Flair's history of sexual harassment allegations. 
I'm I'm Maybe I'm that's with why people are little mad. I'm with you. It's just like that's Ric Flair. You could go back to any Ric Flair promo ever, and he probably said something exactly like that. Well, should we There's say little... what Ric Flair responded with on Twitter no, he just about said this? That he he just said he doesn't need money and that he doesn't have to work and he's tired of the drama. Well, he said, I have if... earned the right to do whatever I want, and I'm exactly where I want to be. I appreciate everything Tony Khan but I'm more than willing to walk away if I'm embarrassing to you and your company. Okay, Apparently, well, Flair like, signed a multi-year agreement with AEW. Okay, well, you don't... You don't ever earn the right to do whatever you want. Like, I... I know. <laughs> if, if, we're, if we're taking... If we're taking that in the literal sense, like, you don't... No, that's not real. Um, but, this has come from the guy that walked off of, like... A, a comedy podcast, live comedy podcast, because he didn't like what was being said. And I yet he can say whatever he wants. Look, bottom line is like what I was getting at is like <laughs> from a technic from a technicality standpoint, he didn't say anything illegal. It just might come off as a little creepy given how old he is. And that's it. Right? Yeah. Like he didn't he didn't say like, look, I'm I don't he wasn't like, hey. If you're Look, in, it could have been a lot worse. Let's just say that. It, let's just say it could have been a lot worse. If you're between 10th grade and like whatever, like then you're like, whoa, what the <laughs> hell? That's something else. You know, that's like, whoa. You can't you can't say that. But like he didn't say that. So all your women, all your wives and daughters, tell them to meet me in my hotel room. What are we like? I don't know. It's Rick. Are, <laughs> what are we shocked about here? It's Ric Flair. I, I don't know. I'm look. That doesn't give him the pass that it makes it okay. But people are like, Have I you been believe- following Ric Flair for the past your entire life? Like, but, but yeah, people are like, I can't believe he said that. I'm like, fan? you can't believe he said that, really? <laughs> That's what he does. Have you That's- heard about this story on the uh, plane ride from hell? Can't believe he said that. He's he had to have said way worse things in promos in the past, dude. There's literally there's one where he's like, he's like, once you ride Space Mountain all night long, you'll be like this, and then he starts like he like jumps on the ground and like starts like quivering, and then I'm like, dude, like <laughs> like it's Ric Flair. That's like his character. It's what he does. <sighs> And, and and can I just add this anyway. in here? In all seriousness, it doesn't matter if it's Ric Flair, and no disrespect to the Nate, but dude, he's earned the right to do whatever he wants. No women are going. To <laughs> no women are going back to his hotel room. No offense, yeah. Rick. I love you, but you're married. That it ain't happening, brother. That those times are those times are over. Sting's probably just on the back in the back. I wish like they had showed Sting though from the part that was cut. He was probably just like I don't think he no one I don't think anybody was like side eyeing anything until I think yeah. everybody was like, Oh, this is Ric Flair and then all of a sudden somebody on Twitter was like, That's gross. I can't believe he said that. And it's like, Yeah, it is it is weird, but like I don't know. It's Ric Flair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. You know, I don't know. Let's just right. please move on from this segment. Yeah, let's wrap it up with <laughs> stop talking about Rick Flair and his sexual innuendos. Um, collision, pretty straightforward. They've just been booking the hell out of these Continental Classic matches. There were three on, sorry, three on Collision, all from the Blue League. Claudio Casanoli versus Brody King. Brody King would win again. This is now his second win. He beat Eddie Kingston last week. Uh, Andrade versus Daniel Garcia. Winner was Andrade. I remember this match was actually very good. Um, and then Brian Danielson, rocking the eye patch versus Eddie Kingston. Brian Danielson would win uh, the main event of Collision. And that would be it. Is there anything else you want to want to talk about this week, Tim? Um, the only thing I was going to add in is, you, you know, take her out. No, it did. It did come out with official confirmation that Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson was a part of the discipline disciplinary committee. Just not the head, apparently. He, you know, he was along with two lawyers and, you know, everybody has a bunch of opinions on it. And I want to be honest with you. I think that sucks for Brian Danielson. You know, I've definitely like read some funny tweets and I've said, sent Andy. Probably didn't want to be put in that position. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure he didn't want to do that. I'm sure that once a decision. That's business, pal. No, but like, I'm sure like once you finally get really like, like if Tony Khan's like, hey, you want to be on the disciplinary committee? And you're like, oh yeah, I could do that. And then like some actual shit happens. And then you're like, oh man, like, this sucks. Like I'm, I'm sure he was not thrilled about the whole scenario. Let's not all team up on uh, Brian Danielson. I said a lot of internet weird stuff. I mean, there are some funny memes. Memes are always good. Some Look, memes. you were hot in the beginning. I'm glad you've chilled out with the situation. We won't talk about you being hot about it. But when I thought he was the leader, you were not like, a happy camper. When he, when I thought he was the leader, I was like, bro, that's not cool. But he yeah. had a good, he had a good point. He was like, look. I'm I'm me. I'm on this thing with two lawyers that are like you know, he's not the final say. Um I think it's one of those things where they probably ask him from a behind the scenes standpoint like what do you think? And he probably gave his opinion. And that's what it was. I mean, you get on the committee probably hoping you never have to do anything. Hopefully right. no one ever has to no one wants to discipline Questions. anybody. That sucks. Um, so does that wrap up this week's episode? Minus your uh, classic show of the week. Yes. Well, if you've made it this far with us through all the weirdness and all the Ric Flair innuendos, <laughs> uh, the classic show of the week this week is Night of Champions 2012. I chose this one because uh, it's one of those cards where... The names I read are going to be people that you're very familiar with. Some of these people might be in different positions now doing different things. They might even be working other places. But I just thought it was an interesting mix of people that, uh, you know, just kind of like they're all, almost all of them are still involved in wrestling in some way. They're just doing something different. So uh, opening match, uh, it's a 16 man battle royal uh the final two participants i won't tell you who won is uh zach Ryder, aka the deathmatch king the indie god matt cardona as he's known nowadays 
versus Lord Tensai, which is uh, Albert or A-Train, uh, who is a coach. Uh, and he does all or kinds Matt of... Bloom. Yeah, or Matt Bloom. Or Matt Bloom, Coach Matt Bloom. The next match is a fatal four-way for the Intercontinental Championship. You have Sin Cara versus Cody Rhodes versus Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Uh, this is an interesting match coming up right here. Uh, again, you had the you know our truth just popped up the other night. So this is a tag match for the WWE Tag Team Champions Team Hell No, which is Daniel Bryan, aka Bryan Danielson, and Kane against Kofi Kingston and Our Truth. Uh, the next match is a singles match for the WWE United States Championship. Cesaro, a.k.a. Claudio Castagnoli from AEW against Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona, the Deathmatch King. Singles match, Randy Orton. <laughs> singles match, uh, Randy Orton against Dolph Ziggler. And uh, in Dolph Ziggler's corner is Vicky Randy. Guerrero. Uh, next match is... Uh, a singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio. And uh, in Alberto Del Rio's corner is Ricardo Rodriguez, who runs the promotion that Bro Keller uh, is the champion of. So small world on that. Is the champ. Yeah. And the final match. And this is, you know, you can't go wrong when these two guys wrestle. Great main event. It is singles match for the WWE Championship. John Cena for CM Punk with Paul Heyman in his corner. So a little bit of the wise man that he talked about earlier. Is this, thought, is this the match back that he returned to unite the titles? Uh, no, that is uh, the Money in the Bank match. I thought Money in the Bank is when he was. Oh leaving, no 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 no. That, there's back. no. This is like later on. Punk's turned heel oh, okay. at this point. Uh, Heyman's is he has a buzz cut. Um, different little bit different era of punk but i chose like i said i chose this one because a lot of these guys are either still there or they're doing something different uh from the different company or or they've returned or they've returned or they've made themselves uh you know they've changed their gimmick and reinvented themselves so it's pretty cool pretty cool card um so enjoy that show it's fun to see all those guys in different incarnations Thank you all for joining us for episode 109. Hopefully we get Jeremy back next week and he's feeling better, but we appreciate you all for joining us. Go enjoy pro wrestling this week. And uh, thank you all for listening. Have a great week.